Hey there, and welcome to the His Beloved Catholic Podcast. I'm Megan Copeland. And I'm Kendra Bartlett, and we are two best friends that we live right across the street from each other. And between us, we have 10 kids, a ton of redheads. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> we run a ministry in Austin, Texas called His Beloved, and our mission is to invite women, children, teenagers into an encounter with Jesus and to bring revival in the Catholic Church. And we are just so excited you are here. Come join us. Hello, friends. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. All the things. All the things. <laughs> Back in ordinary time. Womp womp. But just for a little bit. Ordinary time is when we grow in holiness, Kendra. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's true. And maybe something else that's more profound than that. I, I, I was at physical therapy for my back yesterday, and they, they're really cool. They have like these big clear, not clear, pff, clear is not a color, white, <laughs> um, like signs on the wall so people who have graduated from PT can sign and write a note and stuff. Oh, that's and cute. I was laying on the table doing my exercises nice and slow, and I was reading them because I had nothing else to do. And one of them said, the healing happens in the waiting. <laughs> I was like, that's profound to read. <laughs> it's physical therapy, but it does. Physical healing, emotional healing, spiritual healing. <laughs> All the things. In the waiting. In the waiting. That's fun. Of our life. Here <laughs> at His Beloved. <laughs> we sound like NPR. <laughs> Delilah. Yes. I wonder how many people know that. Do you know Delilah? Did I you listen for Delilah? Delilah? I didn't really listen, but I remember you You did, right? I did, because <laughs> I am like a hopeless romantic. I love Sleepless in Seattle, and I loved like, send a shout out to my fiance, and like all these love songs, and I would just <laughs> dream about my future husband. <laughs> That's so funny. So cheesy. I've wondered with my girls, like how much to let them like have romantic things like uh-huh. that. Like, is it good for them to have a little bit of like romantic yeah. things, or is it like... That's interesting. Yeah. I think so, because yeah. I mean... It's real and you want them to like dream of their story of what's right, to come, right, right. you know, and, and, and see the good. And it kept me going for my future spouse, you know, like he's yeah. out there somewhere. We've been watching uh, Gilmore Girls and in Gilmore Girls, there's like the good guy and the bad guy. Uh-huh. And then the good guy becomes bad later, but whatever. But he's like so good to her uh-huh. and she leaves him for the bad guy. Uh-huh. And my girls are like, she's so stupid. Like, <laughs> so I'm like, okay, at least they're like not going after the bad guy. Yes. Like at least we've got like the good romantic good. ideas. But That's anyways. funny. I've never okay. seen Gilmore Girls. That's someone, cute. you're the second person to yeah, say that fun. to me in like There's, the last week. For for teens, just decla- disclaimer, it is 14, whatever, TV 14. Oh, okay. And there's a few comments about things that are inappropriate, but it's mainly the adults. It's not the teens mm-hmm. until you get to like season five. Got <laughs> so, it. Okay. Cool. I wouldn't probably let like a 10 year old watch it, but for 16 year olds, it's, it's pretty clean for them. Got it. Anyways. So on topic. Oh yeah. Back, back to what we're talking about. Um, so it's new year Happy and we new always year. start Happy new year. We always start with like, it's like the state of our hearts, like the mm-hmm. state of the union. Like <laughs> yeah, that's where true. are Kendra and Megan in the world right now? Yes. And I um, was listening back to, to one from last year because I could not for the life of me remember what my word was last year. I never w- remember what my word is well, like you come didn't February. Have one last year. I didn't? No. Oh. oh, I had one every day. The Lord gave you one every yes, day, I which I totally forgot about until I listened to that episode. That mm-hmm. was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but what was funny about it is we started it and we were like, hi, we haven't seen each other in weeks because we've had COVID. Oh, yeah. And then I had listened on that episode. This is like very meta. On that episode, I had listened to the year before. And I said, <laughs> last year, we started this by saying we haven't seen each other in forever because we have COVID. <laughs> so apparently we got COVID like two years in a row at the same time period. 
We did not get COVID this we year. We did not get COVID this year. We survived, although my family was insanely sick yeah, on Christmas. Were. And um, and it, I think we had COVID. It was like 10 yeah. days of misery, but we still survived. We still yes. got to celebrate and do some things. But anyways, Y'all yeah. hung in there. Yeah, it really threw a kink in y'all's plans, I felt it? bad for our kids. It's like when both parents are sick on Christmas Eve, Yeah, that's hard. Yeah. <laughs> they were just like, send for yourself, children. Figure it out. <laughs> Like you couldn't even like drive around and look at Christmas lights or yeah. anything. Like there was nothing because they can't no. drive. I was like, what can we do? I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, we survived. That's we're back. So today we're going to talk about like yeah, just what God's doing. Yeah. How He's moving. What we've word experienced of the year. this year. Our word of the year. All have that you gotten stuff. a word? I have, and you Ooh. know what's funny? What? Is you and I might have the same word. Really? Yes. Because you mentioned it the other day, and I was oh. like. Mm. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, you go first. What is your well, word? I was going to say you go first. <laughs> I don't know that I necessarily have a word. Oh, okay. But more so a phrase and a state of being that state he wants me to be in. Okay, that works too. Okay. Well, my word was family. Oh, Which is what you said the other day. <laughs> I, you nodded when I said that. Yeah, and I, I was like, like oh, I wonder what that yeah. struck in you. Yeah, so I was just in Mass the other day and I was asking the Lord, you know, what's my word for this year? And, and I just heard very clearly family Mm. and, and I think it's kind of like a multi multifaceted thing. One is obviously my actual family, (laughs) those children and husband that live in my house people. Um, and, and kind of like their spiritual journey and their faith, Mm -hmm. because I do, you know, a great job of like living out my faith in front of them and mm-hmm. praying, but we don't do a very good job of like praying with them. Mm-hmm. Um, unless there's like something big, like, right. Like if, if they are sick or injured, yeah. like we're going to pray for healing and then they've gotten really used to that. Or if they're like really stressed out, we're going to, I'm going to walk them through some renunciation prayers, that kind of stuff, which I guess is pretty deep as far as family prayer goes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like going into the deep it's end. Not your average family prayer. Right. Yeah. It's not your average family yeah. prayer. So I get it. Like, I'm not saying I don't do anything. Um, but we're just not good at like nightly, daily. Mm. And I really want to get the girls especially, but even Eli into like a daily prayer life yeah. routine kind of thing. Um, so yeah, so that's one of my goal, one of my things. The other thing is, and this is a whole story that maybe I'll talk a little bit about in a minute, but we are at a different parish <laughs> because <laughs> that is how my world works these days. And um, and this church doesn't have a... Um, like a strong foundation of a youth ministry. And, um, and so I really feel like the Lord is calling me right now to help build this youth ministry for the parish, but also for my family. Yeah. Like my family needs this youth ministry. And what he showed me is yes, it's for my girls, but it's really for Tessa and Eli. Mm, Like we're building for like the future. Like I had a vision one time of, um, of the youth ministry and it wasn't like, the high school kids. It was mm-hmm. like Paul and Maggie Kim's kids. Oh, I love that. Uh, yeah. yeah. And like that generation of yeah. little kids who will someday benefit from this. Yeah. But it's also my own kids. Like my own kids right. need this great ministry. And then the third part of it is um, Father Piega always says that this church is family. Mm-hmm. And so that's my third thing is like, I really feel called right now. I feel like I'm in a season where I'm called to give a lot to the parish, which yeah. I haven't done in, in a, a while. while. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, there was times in my life where I gave way more, way too much to the parish. <laughs> and so I kind yeah. of like pulled all that back and was uh-huh. like, okay, I'm not going to overdo it. So, so yeah. yeah, it's just fun to be like, got my feet in it, like my feet in the dirt kind of yeah. thing. Like I'm out there doing stuff. So yeah. 
yeah. How I about you? That. That's awesome. Um, so yeah, what I was sharing yesterday about family is just to add on to that. It's just how the Lord has been illuminating the power. Um, and this is a known concept, but it's like striking the depths of my heart of how our society is built upon family, mm-hmm. you know, family crumbles, society crumbles. Yeah. Um, and how as parents, like I've, he's been allowing me to just the grace to be able to be in situations and, um, encouraging me and challenging me to flip to their world and think, what are they seeing right now? Mm-hmm. What are they experiencing? Like when they're talking to me, are they seeing my eyes? Are they seeing my eyes on my phone? Are they yeah. seeing me doing stuff other than giving me the, you know, little things like that. So that's been really profound. And then, um, I had a moment, um, this is what I shared with you the other day where, um, we did a first reconciliation uh, retreat and I was helping with the kids and the parents were doing their own thing and we were in the church and we were spread out and the parents were going to come in and meet with their kids so we can continue together. Um, and so I was kind of in the back and I, I was, I had eyes on the kids in front of me and as the parents started coming in, like the looks on these kids' faces as they turned around and they, the anticipation of their parents, <laughs> um, them seeing them and then their faces lit up and they waved them down and their parents came and it was like their world is complete. They found their person. Um, and then there was one little girl whose mom was late and she was like, like distraught. Like what Aww. happened to my mom, you know? Yeah. And just, just the important role that we play in our kids' lives. Like we are their people. Like yeah. we are their world. Um, so it's just been beautiful. Yeah. Just how the Lord's been highlighting that for me. Um, but for me, I think I've been asking him for a word and he's not giving me a word. It's, I think it's like a theme, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, because I'm really good at running ahead of the Lord. And, um, like I joke that, you know, the backpack straps that you put on toddlers <laughs> so they don't like run off in the theme park. <clears throat> he needs to put one on me. Um, because I, I want to know what's to come. I want to know what's hap- what's going to happen and, uh, what the, what the future holds and stuff like that. And, and he's just really like drawing me back and like, be present, be present to me, keep your ear on my heart and just be here, be here, be here, be here. Um, so that's like, it's such a daily battle for me. Um, so maybe he wants you to get a year, a word a day, what am I trying to say? <laughs> a word of the day every day again. Maybe so. Maybe so. Um, so I've been really intentional about, you know, like spending quiet time with him each day. And, um, but even in the moments of like catching myself in my mind, going to like trying to figure things out, add pieces mm. up, like, why did you do this Lord? If this is going to be what's to come, you know, those sorts of things. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just trying to be, yeah, that's, that's my, my place to be anchored. Mm-hmm. Right now. So that's good. Yeah. 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 I like that. So cause he's going to move and it's going to be neat to see. I want to know. <laughs> yeah. You know, me too. Yeah. So be there when it happens. Um, all mm-hmm. right. So what has God taught you this year? Okay. So you tossed that question at me this morning, I was like <laughs> this morning. And I was like, we do a lot of show so, prep y'all. <laughs> yeah, we do lots of prep, lots of prep. I, I texted Kendra a couple of days ago and I was like, I'm listening to a podcast right now. And they just said, 
It's a crime podcast. She said, for our 30-minute episodes, we do 30 hours of podcast prep. That's I'm insane. Like, we do about 15 minutes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I am totally okay with that because I have seen how the Holy Spirit, like, gives the Holy Spirit room. We just let the Holy Spirit do what it wants. And this is his, po- <laughs> this is his podcast, 1 million percent. I was like, I'm so glad we have an easy podcast and <laughs> Even not one with- of those. Even with getting guests on, like last in our fall season, yeah. like three, four guests in, we're like, oh, there's a theme here. This is yeah. what God is doing. Okay, <laughs> this is cool. And then yesterday we were meeting and just praying about his beloved and this list of names just came to us. And I'm like, okay, there's there's a theme here. Yeah, okay, we, we have we no go. control. Zero, zero yeah. control over this podcast. It's super fun. <laughs> super fun. Um Gosh, wh- oh, this this year has been like fast track in so many ways in yeah. my spiritual life. A, a lot to do with a lot of things to give to Encounter, right? Um, School of Ministry. And if you went back and listened to our podcast like a couple of years ago to now, mm. you, I think you, you have you like would hear us thirsting for what yes. the Lord has provided through Encounter. Exactly. Yeah, you were thirsting deeply for mm. it, and and too afraid to say yes to a lot of it. And yeah, now you're like in. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Um, and and that's what I want to know is. How's he's going to use it? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. um, cause I've had some instances of like, like personal boots on the ground moments of putting it in action. And it has been so filling for yeah. me, um, that I like, I want more boots on the ground action, mm-hmm. you know? Me too. So like, where, where is that going to happen? Um, but I don't know. Do you, what, 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 have, where have you grown this year? I'll, I have more, but <laughs> you can keep I going. just keep talking and talking and talking. No, out of here. Um, I just went blank. Okay, I'll go first then. All right. <laughs> okay. So here's what God's been teaching me. Ha, mine's fun. <laughs> Not really. Um, so we have had some major life changes mm. since April, I would say. Like <laughs> our entire world, like all of a sudden, like everything that is comforting and community mm-hmm. and, um, you know, stability in our lives, like just suddenly ends, <laughs> like yeah. just ripped out from underneath us and not so much like our family is still really good, but like our school yeah. changed and our, um, and, and that was a huge transition, but I really felt like the Lord's hand was all over it and, and we didn't really have much of a choice. Like Livy needed to go and mm-hmm. I couldn't make her stay. There was no option. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it is. It's like a lot of times when you make life changes, you have like decisions mm-hmm. that you can make. All of these were like made for me it was yeah. like, and you're done. Out. Yeah. And, um, and, and then we took them to this new, new school and it's been fantastic for them. And they're just like thriving there. So it's been really beautiful and I've seen a lot of growth and beauty from that. And then all of a sudden our church changed and that was something that I also didn't have a whole lot of like, um, choice in, in the mat at the time, like it was time for me to move on. And I, Mm -hmm. um, and that was scary because I did kind of the same thing you did of like, Lord, I thought you called us here. Like, why are Mm -hmm. we now not supposed to stay here in this place? Um, and so a little bit like frustrated with that and, and it's funny because what I'm learning is that like the Lord has something better for me on the other side. And sometimes he has to just like yeah. drop the hammer and be like, and now you're going. Yeah. <laughs> Which is funny because I think I'm a pretty discerning person. Like I mm-hmm. think I really do follow the spirit really well, but for whatever reason, I think I was holding on in all three of these positions. And then the other one was our Eli's baseball team. Mm-hmm. Um, all of a sudden was like, and it's over. So, and, and that was a place of like deep community for us, or at least we were hoping it would be a place Mm -hmm. of deep community. And we saw 
all three of these positions, we saw ourselves staying there for years. Um, none of these were like decisions we made lightly. And we really felt like God had called us to all three of these places. But what I realized is like, I was holding on to maybe like an image of what I thought it would be, mm-hmm. or like there was a responsibility that I was, had put on myself to stay, to mm-hmm. stick it out, even if it wasn't a good situation. Cause really none of those three situations were very healthy for us. Right. I just felt like this is where we're supposed to be. Yeah. I need to stay in this hard thing because this is what God's calling me to kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it was like, he freed me by giving me no other option Yeah, and saying, and now you're going. Um, and, and it really was clear to me when we started going to the new church of like, there was just like a freedom that I didn't, um, know was possible. And like, oh, like, look at the joy in my kids. Look at the joy. Like, there's just so much joy there. So that's given me hope for baseball, which has not actually started yet. <laughs> but I'm hoping that we're going to be three for three. And he's putting us in these good, holy places. Yeah. Um, but I was talking to a friend and hugging her last week who is in kind of a similar situation where all of a sudden her life just changed. Mm-hmm. And she didn't get to um, have a lot of say in the situation. And she was like, but I don't really want it to change. I want to stay where I am. And she's like, and I'm worried about my kids and what is this going to do to them? And I just hugged her and I was like, I know that feeling. Mm -hmm. And all I can say is that all I've experienced since we left is beauty. Yeah. Like I know the feeling of being terrified that my kids aren't going to thrive and then they're thriving. Like the Lord has really made a beautiful place for us, Mm -hmm. even though I had to kind of go kicking and screaming. Um, so I guess yeah. it teaches me about trust. It teaches me about not holding on to things that are, are not good for me. Yeah. Right. Like there was, there was a lot of stuff in there that we were like, I kept trying to justify in all those situations. Like even with baseball, I justified a lot like, mm-hmm. Oh, well it'll get better. Oh, well this is, right. th- this is just a hard season. You know, like I was saying some things of like, but no, like they didn't see my son for who he was and mm-hmm. they didn't, they didn't value his heart and his you know, skill and all of that. And, and I knew that I knew it from the very beginning that that's how it was on that team. But I just kept thinking it was going to get better mm-hmm. and it didn't. <laughs> and then, um, so like having the decisions made for me though, I don't know, like it brought a lot of, like, yeah. it's like, I can't, it's almost like, you know, when you discern and you second guess and you wonder, did mm-hmm. I make the right decision? I don't have to wonder. Yeah. I didn't have another decision to make. Yeah. I can't go back on it. You know what I mean? It was almost like the Lord, like, and he even showed me a vision at one point of like cutting the chains off of my arms and being like, you're Mm -hmm. free. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I, that old thing that I used to go to is done now. There's no going back. Yeah. (laughs) So it gives like freedom to, of living where I am. So anyways, but I have been like, Lord, like what else are you going to take away from us? Yeah. Like that's hard. Like, yeah. Everything we thought we knew is, has changed. So yeah. That's beautiful and hard. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It is beautiful and hard, but it's been a lot of fun though. Like at our new church, we all go to mass and, and we have tons of friends there, which is, and it's just a vibrant Holy Spirit filled community. And we all go to lunch afterwards and, and Eli, who didn't really, he was never excited about church before mm-hmm. is now like excited to go and yeah. he loves being there. And he, you know, like I, I'm seeing each one of my kids like come alive, which is yeah. really fun. That's so, so good. Yeah. Yeah. Like of the little teddy bear. He's got a big one behind his back. Yeah. That is really what it felt like. And (laughs) it was almost like, I'm going to rip that teddy bear out of your hand. Yeah. And then I'll give you a new one. (laughs) Like, like, I'm not going to give you the choice to give it to me. I'm just going to take it away. I know. Sometimes in my prayer life, I'm like, 
I kind of want that. Yeah. It, it's, but, it hurts, but it's also cool though. Yeah. Right. Like it, it yeah. does feel very like definite defining. Like, yeah. I don't have to second guess. Yeah. Cause I think sometimes in discernment, I like mull through it too much. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, I can also see how, you know, it can be a little scarring and you're like, <laughs> what else is going to drop out from underneath this? Well, and, and I think too, if you are in a place of trusting the Lord, mm-hmm. they can be very traumatizing, yeah. right? Like if yeah. you don't, if, if you don't believe that God has what's best for you, then you just think the world is falling apart. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where a lot of like our heartache comes from yeah. as a society is we don't know to trust the Lord in these situations. Mm-hmm. Because if I didn't have faith, I would just be mad. Like right. that'd be terrible. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'd just be an angry person right now yeah. and not seeing the beauty of what God's doing. So yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. That's beautiful. And I've seen so much fruit just from the exterior, just watching. Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. Um, for me this year, I think there's been just a lot of personal interior growth of um, trusting who I am in Christ. Mm. Um, trusting the gifts that he's given me and that he's a good father and he wants to give me more Mm. and trusting that I can ask him. Yes. Um, trusting like just whenever you, you step into where he has you, like there's going to be a next step and a next step and a next step. And here I am just answering my own question. Okay. Just had like a (laughs) (laughs) a little moment over there. A little moment. Um, but like an example would be, um, prayer ministry and wanting to do more with it, you know, hadn't had a chance to do facilitation. There's, there's like two roles. You can be a facilitator where you kind of guide this prayer session and then you're interceding and that person prays for the people with, and, mm-hmm. you know, um, just listening for father's heart and stuff like that. And I was really, I, I was coming up on a moment whenever I might be placed into a position of facilitating, but I was, I was scared of it. Mm. Um, and so the God was like, okay, here's a little baby step for you. And he put an opportunity, like dropped it in my lap for me to be facilitator, um, affirmed through a couple of other people just telling me, yeah, you know, do this. Um, and it was with someone who has been on the healing journey for a couple of years and she was just so receptive to it. And it was God just like, here's your little walker, (laughs) you know, like start walking. It's going to catch you. It's good. Yeah. It was so, it was so beautiful just to witness that and just the father's goodness and that. Um, so that's exciting. Yeah. I see all that in you too. Like there's definitely major shifts happening. Mm. I don't know. The Lord has just such an anointing on you. I can't wait to see what he does with it. It's fun. We're kind of living in this in-between of like feeling really hugely called, but also mm-hmm. a lot of waiting. It's like, all right, Lord, where, yeah. what are you developing? Where are you taking right. us? What is it going to be? And we may not know that for a long time, yeah. you know, but we're just living in this moment of like just trusting him. Yeah, that's true. All right. <laughs> so you want to talk about our retreat? Yeah. Yeah. Super exciting. Yeah. So we are doing our first ever overnight retreat. On Palm Sunday. First ever with Hezbollah. Weekend. Like we've done, we've well, done yeah, other retreats. Sure. <laughs> but a slumber party. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what are the dates again? April? March. March. Not April. I think it's <laughs> March 22nd and 23rd. Although yeah. it could be 23rd and 24th. It's the last weekend. I don't know what's wrong with my brain that it cannot remember dates like that. <laughs> like I, I'm, I'm always close, but yes. I'm usually like one day off. <laughs> Saturday and Sunday of Palm Sunday is when we will be at Eagle's Wings. And it'll be in the show notes too. So 
Yes. You'll have it there. Um, yeah. So we're super excited. I mean, this is going to be 23rd and 24th, 23rd and 24th. So, um, just a powerful weekend when we were originally planning some of this, it was the only weekend that the retreat center had available because they fill up really fast. Mm -hmm. And at first we were like, Hmm, that seems like a weird weekend for a retreat. And then we were like, that seems like an amazing weekend for a retreat because what a better way to walk in the Holy week than fully immersed in the love of God. Mm-hmm. Um, so what we've been saying all along is that it is an encounter with the King. So we are going to live in that moment between like when Jesus is entering into Jerusalem, we're not going to rush into the the passion, although we will have that as part of our mass, but we want to live in that moment a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. What does it feel like to be in the presence of the King? Yeah. To honor him, to sing Hosanna, to lay our palms down in front of him and kneel prostrate, lay prostrate in front of the King. Yeah. Let our hearts just be encountered by his heart. Mm-hmm. And, and also just really let it sink in. Um, what he's fulfilling mm, yeah. in the story of salvation right? and his willingness yes. to do it. Yeah. And all that and prophecy that be like that's coming to light right there. Our hearts. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Well, and the other piece to this too is um the whole retreat is going to be um around the Song of Songs. And um and we talked about this during our Advent series, um, but I'm not sure how well we really explained it because lots of people messaged me later on and were like, What was that that you just read? Tell me more. <laughs> so the Song of Songs is would you call it an allegory? It's yeah, a, I think kind so. Kind of. Like yeah. it's, it's supposed to be written from King Solomon to his bride and they like write back and forth. But really it is, like that's what it says it is, but really it is Jesus to his bride. Yeah. So it is Jesus writing a love song to us. Mm-hmm. And we like to read it from the Passion Translation because it's a little bit easier to read. Um, there's not so much like confusing language. Um, and it just reads so beautifully of this undying love that Jesus has for us. And then like kind of how we respond to it too. Yeah. Like it's a back and forth love story yeah. conversation. Yeah. So that's going to be the foundation of all the talks. And, and we really hope that this is a moment for you to have that deep, you know, conversation, love story back and forth with him as well. Mm-hmm. Like that you would actually receive that and feel that. Yeah. And it's not going to be like all mushy gushy because that's not really how we operate. Right. There, so. there will definitely be like quiet time for you. Like yeah. part silent. Silent time. There, But there'll also be like fun time. Yeah. And there's going to be worship time. And so it's not going to be all like serious all the time. Yeah. Um, and it won't be all lovey-dovey all the time. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. So we, we like to have a good time at our retreats. And like the last Goof one we off. had, we ended up with, at, we ended it with um, a silent disco and sing and dance. So, so fun. Yeah. We don't know what fun thing we have in store yet for yeah. this one, but there will be something <laughs> fun. We, we, we can't operate without it. So <laughs> shaving cream fight. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny though, because I always struggle putting on a retreat during Lent. Cause in Lent, you're supposed to be like a little bit more serious and I'm not good at that. Like I don't <laughs> right? do that well. I'm like, but I want to do all the fun things too. Right. I know. So, I know. Fine yes. line to walk. Yes, it is. You're right. You're right. It's a yeah. disposition of the heart. Yes. You know, but you can still have fun. Yes. A little, little bit of fun. It's yeah. Good thing. Yeah. Cause he's coming. So, Hosanna. He's coming. And then also this retreat center, it's called Eagle's Wings and it's in Burnett, Texas, which is about how far from the airport? Like an hour? Yeah. I would about think an so. hour from the airport. Maybe a little more. Maybe, maybe hour and 15. Cause our airport's kind of like 
far east. Anyways, weirdly positioned. In it Austin. is weirdly positioned, <laughs> but it's drivable from the airport for sure. Yeah. It's about 45 minutes from us. And, um, and it's this Catholic retreat center that they do a lot of youth ministry events at and things like that. And it's beautiful. It's in the Texas Hill country. And so there's like, like little hill mountain things yeah. and you can like go on hikes and there's this whole outdoor, um, path where it's like the, um, different parts of Jerusalem and you can walk from one to the next and hear script, different stories from the gospels. Yeah. And, there's just some really cool stuff to do out there. Yeah. And the food is good. Oh, the food is amazing. It's really good. And I'm gluten-free and they do a great job of yes. The, the, there's a chef on means. site and so he will do all the food. So it's not mm-hmm. going to be like camp food. Yeah. He does a really good job. The last retreat I went on there, we had gumbo and we had um, brisket and we had like good stuff. And he made the gumbo gluten-free and without tomatoes because to, Ella can't eat tomatoes and it was still really good. <laughs> so... Yeah. He, You'll be well taken care you of. You will be well taken care of. Yeah. And um, our hearts are just to love on you. So yeah. come hang out with And us. to get to like spend time with y'all too. Yeah. Because. It's hard doing like the quick yeah. three, four hour evenings where we don't get to like sit and walk with you and yeah. journey with you and we hear, your, hear your story. Your yeah. Mm-hmm. We want to get to know you. We want to hear your stories. And I told Kendra lately, I, I keep um, encountering people at my new church who were like, I came to the retreat and I'm so happy every time someone tells me that, but then I'm so sad because I'm like, I didn't, I didn't get to like see anybody. Yeah. I didn't get to talk to these people. Like I, I want to like understand your whole retreat experience. <laughs> I know that's not possible, <laughs> but I do like, that's where my heart is. I want yeah. you to tell me like everything. Yeah. So I feel like we'll get a little more chance to do that. Yeah. Like get sure. to hear from people and sit with them and have lunch and dinner and all this stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah. Cool. So we are fully expecting this to sell out. We only have 65 tickets and, um, it, Last time we had 150 at our day retreat. So please, please, please do not wait till the last minute yeah. to get tickets or you will be sad because I don't think there will be, I, I'm saying you need to register before February. That's, yeah. that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. We'll probably have to cut off registration officially, like maybe the second week of February or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so don't wait. Don't yeah. wait till the last minute. I know a lot of y'all like to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We know because we see it at our other events. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. And Jump if you don't in. live in Texas, you can still come. Like this is a place where you can come yeah. and be with us over the weekend and yeah. have a place to stay and you don't have to be in Austin to attend this. Yeah. So that's fun too. Yeah. Yay. Cool. Awesome. All yeah. right. What's God doing in your heart, Kendra? All the things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, we haven't just, done, hold on. We haven't done what's God doing in your heart in forever. That's true. And I'm, I was even thinking about that during our last part of the series. I was like, I bet there's people who've never heard us talk about what's God doing mm-hmm. in your heart. So maybe we should, let's, let's intro that a little bit. Good call. So what's God doing in your heart is like the tagline <laughs> to our podcast and it's how we end podcasts. So if we have a guest on or if it's just Kendra and I, we don't always do it when it's just you and me because we kind of like the whole time just share Vomit our hearts, our hearts <laughs> on the podcast. So it's not yeah. quite the same. <laughs> but the reason we do this, there's a, there's a couple reasons. One is it helps us to get to know you guys and for y'all to, to see the way the Lord is moving in the lives of someone else, I think is really mm-hmm. powerful. So like here, oh, like that's what it sounds like to hear God's voice. That's how, mm-hmm. you know, so you get to kind of hear those stirrings of our hearts, which I think is powerful, but also it just allows Kendra and I to be more aware of mm-hmm. what God is doing in our own lives. And it makes us pay attention to the movement of the spirit. So I highly, highly, highly recommend doing this for yourself, like mm-hmm. paying attention to what is God doing right now? Because he's always doing something. Yeah. He's always trying to teach you something. He's always trying to show you something. He's always reaching you in some way. And it's just whether or not you experience it. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing I highly recommend is doing this with your kids. 
asking them what's God doing in your heart right now. Um, and just making like, even like once a week, it's a good thing to ask. Mm -hmm. Like, so, so this week, where'd you see God move? Yeah. That's a good idea. I, I, Dinner time, we usually do like high lows. But that would be a good one to throw in there. Like yeah. Just once a week. Yeah. Because you know, for Christmas, I, I got um, my kids devotionals. And I've been trying to encourage them like before they go to bed to do their devotional and have their uh-huh. prayer time. Because I want to equip them to have their own yeah. prayer time, you know. Um, but, for, but to pique their their interest in like God is always doing something, yeah, you know, and to have that be a common language within our family, I think would really help boost their own, um, desire to continue to pursue yeah. God's heart. Does that make sense? Totally. Well, and I think yeah. sometimes we get into a habit of thinking that God only does big things and, right, not, yeah. and, and those happen like they're few and far between. Mm-hmm. If we even think that, I mean, not everybody even sees God move at all. Right. Right. Yeah. But I think we tend to think, Oh, God had a hand in this big event in my life, but we don't see the like day to day. Like he really is is in in the minutia. He's in the day to day and he's always doing something. Yes. And so it's kind of teaching them to like pay attention to repetition. Mm -hmm. Like if you're seeing the same word pop up over and over, if you're hearing the same message from a podcast and the pastor at church or a friend, like Mm -hmm. pay attention to those kind of things or if something just miraculous, like it feels like it might be coincidence, but something amazing happens, yeah. teaching them that that's not coincidence, that's the Lord and say, thank you. Yes. Um, so little things like that. And I used to always get frustrated with Vacation Bible School because they do, they do um, God sightings. sightings. Yeah. But they don't teach it in a way that the kids actually see God. <laughs> it makes me so yeah. bad. Yeah. They're like, I saw God in a cloud, which you can see God in a cloud. Uh-huh if he's trying to speak to you in a cloud, right? right. But that doesn't mean that like, like uh, it's very surface level, I yeah. think is what frustrates me about it. Instead yeah. of like actually showing them how to pay attention to the stirrings of God, it's like, they just need an answer yeah. right then. Yeah. But if you give them a little bit more time, maybe don't do it daily. Daily is a, is a bit much because yeah, then you probably. do feel like you have to have an answer, but every mm-hmm. couple of days and just kind of keep it on their radar. I think it's yeah. pretty powerful. That's good. I like that. Yeah. Thank you. Cool. we would start doing that. Yeah. Yeah. So what's God doing in your heart? <laughs> Well, what is God doing in my heart? So I had like a miracle this week. It was nuts. Um, <laughs> so cool. Kendra was there. It was insane. So, and I posted this to my personal Facebook mm-hmm. and Instagram. I didn't post it to his beloved kind of because I was like, I'll probably talk about it on the podcast, but also because I just didn't think it was that big of a deal at the time. And I have like over a hundred comments, like 300 likes. Oh, like, that's so cool. People that I haven't yeah. talked to in 10 15 years are mm-hmm. like commenting on this. I'm like, well, maybe, maybe this is like more powerful than I realized at the time. So I, um, started feeling called to go to graduate school back in, I mean, I've always kind of felt like it's been on the back burner of my heart, but like September, October, it really kind of became, you know, okay, mm-hmm. I think I'm going to do this. And so I applied do to you remember mentioning it like two years ago. Y- yeah. I mean, it's been there for a yeah, while it has and, been, mm-hmm. and I've kind of pushed it to the side. And mm-hmm. even like when we went to encounter, I was like, well, I'll just do encounter instead of graduate yeah. school. But it's always, it's always been there. And one of the reasons that this is where we're going to go deep. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know we we're going to go there. <laughs> this is what's happening. So it's kind of like an identity thing too, mm-hmm. of, of almost like an imposter syndrome kind of thing mm-hmm. of like, I know in my heart that God has given me a gift to speak and to teach and to preach. Mm-hmm. I know that. I know that I know. And I know that I have a really strong foundation in scripture and in theology and in mm-hmm. saint stories and in Catholic teaching. But there's always been that like, 
in the back of my mind, well, other people aren't going to know that they aren't going to know that, or mm-hmm. they aren't going to trust what you have to say because you don't have a theology degree. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like just like that mm-hmm. thing yeah. in the back of my mind of like, well, once they hear me speak, they'll maybe they'll believe me, but if they don't ever hear me speak, they're not going to think I have anything to say or, or just like this constant, like second guessing of, um, am I theologically sound? (laughs) Pretty sure I am, but I don't know. You know what I mean? And so it's almost just like the door, like the Lord closing that door of doubt and saying like, for once and for all, we're going to, we're going to seal this and you're going to feel like the confidence that you're supposed to feel. So, um, so yeah. So instead of pulling your rug out from underneath you, he's putting one underneath. Oh you. yeah, he totally like <laughs> flung open the door yeah. when you and I were meeting the other day. It was crazy how much he flung open the door. So, and I think all of this has it, it all goes together, right? Yeah, like for sure. he is doing something massive. So, anyways, so I applied for graduate school with University of Dallas in October, and they said you'll hear from us in two weeks. Well, I never heard anything Mm -hmm. and I messaged them. I called them, I emailed and, and they were like, I don't know what's the, what the holdup is. Like my must've gotten, my thing got lost somewhere or something. And so then right before college went on Christmas break, I reached out to them again and they were like, we're about to be closed for a month. We have no idea what's going on. And I heard nothing. And so I just assumed like two things, one, either they didn't want me or two, this isn't the right timing for me. Like Mm -hmm. the Lord's saying not now even though it felt like the right timing in October. And so I kind of just like let that die. I wasn't even pursuing it at all. And so then I get a call two days ago and the first call was from the admissions guy. And he was like, congratulations, you've been admitted into the school. And and I'm like, for the fall? And he's like, no, for like next week. And I'm like, next week? Like I have to, what? How, what is it? And, and at this point, I start really kind of stressing because I, I haven't prepared anything. Yeah. I don't even know what the classes, like what time are the classes? Do I have to be somewhere? Do I do, I do it online and I don't have to like do, go at my own pace? How many classes do I have to take? Is it like, do I need to take two or three? Can I juggle this with what I've already committed to at the church mm-hmm. and that my kids are doing way more activities than we've ever done in our entire lives? We're out till 10 o'clock every night, which is insanity, but that still feels like that's what we're supposed to be doing right now. Um, anyway, so I have all these like fears and worries and they're kind of like swirling in my mind. I'm also worried about the cost because Chad keeps saying, how much is it going to be? And I'm like, I don't know. I can't remember. (laughs) It's been so long since I researched all this stuff and I don't know. And I've been saving some money of my own speaking stuff, but our family doesn't really have the funds to do this right now. And, and you could tell like Chad really wants to support me. Oh, for sure. He's like, but he also keeps talking to me about how we don't have enough money for other things. And so Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, clearly we don't have enough money for this. Right. And so all of that is swirling in my mind. And, And I'm thinking about like, can I even do this? Is it worth it? There was one other thing. Wasn't there another thing I was worried about? There was like three things I was really, really worried about and I wasn't sure how I was going to make them happen. Um, maybe those were the three things, the time, the, the, the amount of time it would take yeah. when I would do the class and then the, the cost. So Kendra and Rachel and I are hanging out and we're talking, um, I guess this was the next day. And I'm telling them all these big fears that I have and how I'm worried. And they're both like, yeah, but I really think you should do it. And I'm like, yeah, well, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm fully like, like about you to should start January. Oh uh, yeah. I'm fully yeah. about to like back out altogether yeah. because I'm like, this is dumb. Cause I do have the tendency to, like you said, run before the Lord, jump into things that I don't really have time for all that. I know that about myself. And, um, I get a phone call while we're sitting there and I said, oh, it's the school. And Kendra thought I meant like the high school, but at this point I can't like talk to her cause I'm on the phone. 
And the guy calls and he says, so you just got three emails from us. One of us, one of them was admitting you into the school. The second one was an application for a scholarship that would pay for half of your tuition. And the third one was a congratulations, you received the scholarship email. (laughs) And I was like, wait, what? I've not applied for this scholarship. He did say to me the day before, there's a scholarship, you should apply for it. Mm -hmm. But I had not applied for it. Um, I didn't even know that I would get it. Um, And... I don't know. And just the thought of, (laughs) here's another thing the Lord did. The thought of writing an essay to apply for a scholarship is heavy. Yeah. You know, I'm still kind of battling with this whole, like, I'm not quite as, um, I don't know, like philosophical Mm -hmm. and like, like college professory as these people are. I'm very much like speak from the heart, you know, encounter Jesus. That's kind of more my, my MO. And so, so that even felt really overwhelming. And he was like, yes. Yeah. So I went ahead and fast tracked it and you already got the scholarship. And so I'm freaking out and Kendra's like watching me and she's like, what? And I'm trying to mouth to her scholarship. And she has no idea what I'm saying. No idea. I'm still thinking high school. What? I'm Why like, is a high school? I yes. got a scholarship. And then I do like the like hand signal for money. I'm like money, free money for me. <laughs> And he's just talk, 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 talking. And so I'm like losing my mind over here. And so Kendra took a picture of me um, in full freak out mode, which was really cute. So that's what I posted to my Facebook page and people like were freaked out about it. But it was just so cool because in one conversation, he put to bed every fear I had Mm -hmm. and just flung open the door and was like, no, this is where you're supposed to be. Yeah. Um, and, and it was neat too, to get to like share that witness. I, I share those kind of things on his beloved all the time, but to get to share that with like people who aren't Christian, who aren't Catholic on my personal page was really cool. And yeah, so it was fun. I, yeah. So that's where I'm going right now is she's going back to school, grad school. (laughs) Um, but yeah, it's just, it's so fun to see the Lord just like knock your socks off. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and then as part of that, there's another thing that God's really been putting on my heart. And that is, um, just like the state of the church and, um, RE and faith formation and youth ministry and where are our kids going? And, and, and I think all of this kind of goes in together. I think that's actually the direction he wants me to go with mm-hmm. some of this theology training is how do we make effective change globally, or at least you know, in America for the American Catholic church in. So yeah, so that's kind of where I am right now. And I posted some of my thoughts about that on um, Instagram to you guys. And people were like, we've been thinking the same thing all this time and nobody's doing anything about it. And so it's really like kind of lit a fire under me of like, what can, like, where are we going to go Lord? Yeah. It's exciting. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what that's going to look like, but, but I also want to tell you, Kendra, she's been in a, a discernment phase trying to figure out like what her family needs from her next year and what her life is going to look like. And, um, and after, and we had just been talking about that, like when I got the call, I think. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And and just feeling like this, like, well, Lord, just show me something, you know, that second guessing of discernment where you're like yeah. paying attention to every little detail and, you know, worrying yourself half to death. And I just felt this overwhelming sense last night that like, he flung open the door for me and made it really obvious. And he's going to do the same thing for you. Yeah, We're just not there yet. Yeah. You're just not ready to receive whatever it is yeah. that he is going to throw at you. Yeah. But it's coming. Yeah. So don't worry. Don't stress. Thank you. Yeah. Sounds good. I yeah. Like that. <laughs> I receive that. 
Yeah. Well, it's a much more fun way to live than Mm -hmm. like constantly feeling like it's all on your shoulders to figure it out. Like Mm -hmm. God is not a like puzzle master, game master who makes you jump through hoops and makes you second guess and makes you worry and you have to answer the right questions or you fall through the floor. Like that's not how he operates. Yeah. So like what you said at the beginning of being close to his heart is really all he desires. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. In college I had, uh, it was right at the beginning of, um, the war on terror with George Bush (laughs) and like things, a funny way to say that things are a mess. I I want to say like nine 11, the war on terror. (laughs) Um, because it was a little bit after nine 11 per se. It was like Uh two years later. Um, but I was wanting to go on a mission trip to Austria and my parents were very nervous about it. They didn't want me to go because you know, turmoil everywhere. Um, and I was discerning going and a friend of mine was like, God is not a yellow light God. He's red or green. Mm. You just got to wait. And that's good. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. It made me think of that whenever you were telling me that. Not a yellow light God. Yeah. He's not like yellow light God. And sometimes we think we have to like wade through this like world and figure it out and everything feels hazy and scary. And then like at that point, just go back to his heart. Yeah. Just rest back at his heart because yeah, yeah, he'll green light it. Yeah. For sure. When it's time. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in my case, he red lighted and then green lighted. I was like, <laughs> I know. no, now go this right. way. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I love that. Um, for me, I, so our, our time with encounter is coming to a close in May. That's so sad. And I I'm am going to miss that. So sad. Yes, me too. I, I even like went into a funk over Christmas break cause I didn't yeah. have encounter. Um, it's so weekly classes, our um, small group is great. Uplifting and filling it just is. to be around other people who, yeah, like-minded and yeah. And so I've then. begun. I've realized this morning um, in my quiet time, I've begun to uh, just believe the lie that um, I'm not going to put it to. I'm not going to be able to put it to use after mm. you know, and that after encounter, like it's done. Um, and God is just really showing me just this morning, and like while we're talking, um, piecing some things together that it's it's going to be magnified afterwards because mm. it's time boots to the it's ground. The go time. Like it's time to put it into use. And you know, we have a whole whole quarter on what God's going to, how God's going to use this coming ahead of us too. That's true. So you've got, <laughs> that's true. You have yeah. time to, to work through yeah. some of that. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but, and that's where my heart is being stirred is like wanting to like be around people more to journey with them closely mm-hmm. um, and to take opportunities to pray with them and to speak life into them. And um, at the same time, keeping my ear to the heart of the father and hearing for his heart for people. Um, I think through encounter, it's been, you know, separated mm-hmm. in training mode, you know, like practice in class and then, you know, put it into action when you can. And, and like, Afterwards, it's going to be like the immersion. Yeah. And I'm excited for that. Yeah. I think one thing that's a little bit interesting about the way you and I operate right now in our ministry is we're very isolated Mm -hmm. because it's just us in this room. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And so when we get to actually like encounter people and put some of this, like to hear people's hearts and to pray with them, it's really fulfilling for us. Mm -hmm. I think that's what I'm getting out of youth ministry too. Yeah. It's like being back in that place, not just not just talking about it or like trying to teach others to do it, but actually like being in the environment. There's something really powerful about that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So maybe you need some sort of outlet like that. Mm -hmm. I don't know. God will show you. He'll get you there. He will. 
It's going to be fun. So the, the last quarter of Encounter is called Kingdom Dream. So we get to spend a whole nine weeks, to, or I don't know how many weeks, eight weeks, just yeah. focused on like, what is our kingdom dream? Yeah. Where does God want to use this? What is his, his what dream, is his dream yeah. for us? Yeah. And getting to dream with God. Right. And just partner with the fun. angels. <laughs> and the angels. Yeah. Did you ever finish that book um, about Dan Dimite? Mm-mm. Maybe you should pick that back up. I know. I've been looking What's at it. Called? It's like dream, dream bigger. Dream bigger. Mm-hmm. Maybe you should finish it. Go back to that one. Yeah. Because that's a good one. Yeah. It's funny with that book because there's a time for it and there's a time for it to rest and there's yeah. a time for it and a time to, for like, it to rest. You have to be in the season of wanting to build something. Right. Or But, but like internally, yeah. like I can, when I, because it's on my nightstand, it always has been. And when I see it, it's like, it's not time yet. And that's what happened mm. in the beginning when you gave it to me. It's like, it's not time yet. And then it was like, this time to go. And I did like the first yeah. five chapters he's, or something. He's, it's really It's powerful. like there's like a seed in your heart that he's planting and he's mm-hmm. still like cultivating it and mm-hmm. and. Sorry, <laughs> like a vision popping up. There's like a seed that he's planted in you that you can't, um, you can't see what it is yet. Like mm-hmm. all seeds kind of look alike, right? Like you don't mm-hmm. know. It's almost like oh, yeah. your heart doesn't know what's been planted yeah. until the fruit starts to grow yeah. and then you're going to see it. Yeah. But there's like a lot happening under the surface right now. Yeah. And, um, and so you're not ready for that book yet because you don't know where the, yeah. like what plant is coming mm-hmm. up yet, but like you that. will, you will soon. I like that. I think you will. That that resonates with me. The seeds, yeah. not knowing what they are. <laughs> yeah, but that's just, cool. Yeah, thank but you. But it's still growing. Like even mm-hmm. if you don't know, that's the cool thing about like mm-hmm. the you know an analogy of gardening is like mm-hmm. there's still stuff happening even though you don't know what's happening. Right, and even there. as it sprouts as a baby plant, like for me in my gardening, I'm so like green with gardening. Um, I'm like, what is this? What did I plant here? I don't know. And it's not until like it's bigger that yeah. you can see the shape of the leaf. Like, oh, I recognize right. that. Like a pumpkin mm-hmm. vine. Yeah. Like it doesn't look anything like a pumpkin for a long time. Right. right? Yeah. It's like flowers. Yeah. It's like leaves. It looks like all sorts yeah. of other things. So yeah, that's cool. Thank you. I received that. Yeah. Thank you. Awesome. Cool. So we have some fantastic guests coming up soon. Yeah. And so we'll start having um, some of our regular podcasts where we interview people and we make them, we ask them silly questions and <laughs> hear about how God's working in their hearts, but also get to hear some of their expertise and the way that the Lord um, has used them mm-hmm. in their life and ministry and all of that. So yeah. It'll be fun. Yay. Looking forward to it. All right. Bye guys. Bye.